I'll tell you about it. I mean, it's actually I do want to hear about it because this is the time of year. All right, boys, we're rolling. Uh, Welcome back to home with the cousins, guys. Today we are here with Jason Cameron, longtime friend, uh, probably the guy that I know who's been in the industry longest. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Well, at least at least from my Long perspective, you, you've given us a lot of solid advice. We always love hanging out uh, when we get to see each other at, uh, at trade shows or, uh, or running into each other in the Hoboken, Jersey City area. But uh, we're out, uh, out in the burbs by you today, man. You did an unbelievable this job is, with this house. Th- it th- is this incredible. is sick. It, it's, it's really, I mean, driving up here. Love coming out to this area, coming out to the Mars County area. It's absolutely gorgeous. And, you know, coming here, you are, you're close enough to New York City, but you're far enough away. So it's just got that perfect balance that you don't have to, you know, you could say, I want to get away. I want to relax. I want to be by myself. Yeah. And if you want to play, you go into the city. Yeah, exactly. You know, we we were just having this conversation too, and and you guys are as well aware of this as I am in terms of uh, location is everything. So for you, you wanted obviously when we built our homes, we wanted our forever house. At least we think it will be. You know, who knows? Yeah. But uh, guys like us can't sit idle for too long. I know that's the thing. Until the next bug bites, I can't. uh, (laughs) But we uh, we we did find this, and uh, you know, you guys are from you guys know Jersey as well as I do. And uh, listen, we I loved Hoboken. I lived in Hoboken for years. Hoboken's great if you're uh, if you work in the city, you want the convenience, and you want to be near all the activity and all that stuff. But when you want to get out, I mean, listen, I I needed a yard, I need a garage, I need a I need a workshop, I need a basement. And being that so, this is a podcast, it's going to be a little hard to convey, but this is one hell of a fucking yard. Yeah, it so is we unbelievable. We, I, I can. It's great that I can say fucking. So that's great. Yeah, you, can, pod, you <laughs> are allowed I to know. swear. I know. And swear All these podcast. years, we've conditioned ourselves not to swear. It's great that you can fucking swear now. So, <laughs> so uh, but we are. We're sitting. This is on, not HGTV. No, <laughs> this is not. This is not. So we're sitting on. Uh, I'm glad you. By the way, I'm glad you guys are here. I'm, it's great to be able to show you guys the house. Uh, well, well, we've want, seen you building it. Yeah, through yes. social yes. media, yes. so that's likewise with your place. Exactly. Yeah. So finally, being able to, to be check it here. out, to check it out. Well, yeah. and, and so you know, man, you are our first podcast interview. Yes. Um, yes. And, and the goal really. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm the first interview. You're the first interview, nice. John. So John and I have been doing a project planning series, kind of taking people through through the uh, the steps from A to Z in getting through, like building your team and how to deal with change orders and communicating with your contractor. Payment schedules, budget, the whole nine. Yeah. Um, and and I certainly want to get into asking you about your your best practice in those areas. Um, but as we wind up the intro here, you know, I think our our goal is to to go see people and at, at their places because it, it just gives you a window into their world into. What would this guy build for himself if he had the chance? What would this girl build for herself? And walking in, I mean, obviously impressed, but like expected, just because I know you. And it's, <laughs> well, I wouldn't, I have, that. I wouldn't have expected anything I, else. The landscaping is absolute perfection. You already, what was what you told me? Russian sage? Russian sage. Yeah, Russian, that, that, guys, a deer do not eat Russian, Russian sage. I can't we, say it, there, but I love it. Deer around yes, here. Me, we're I, in the woods. That's we are a, literally listen, in the woods. I could here. spend an hour just bitching about deer. Yeah, right? <laughs> I could. Because let me tell you something. If you to anybody out to any of your listeners, yeah. right? If you want to get into landscaping, you yeah. want to know about deer and what they eat. If it says deer resistant, they'll fucking eat it. Okay. <laughs> 
there are very few things that they will not eat, very few. And uh, it takes some time to understand that. But once you spend a lot of money on landscaping, it's yeah, like an open buffet for these deer that come through. Truth, 100% so Russian sage is something that will do really well. It's low maintenance, gives you color. And, so now uh, how did you figure that out? What, where, where, where did you learn I just, that? I, I just knew that. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I've been in landscaping for a long time now. There are certain plants that I understand that, and I know gotcha. that they won't. Unless, you know, listen, when deer get hungry enough, they'll eat anything. Right. Let's, let's well, my, my girlfriend has a constant battle with the black birds on the roof deck. Yeah, the blackbirds. They're, yeah. they're after, yeah, they're after her been, garden. It's always so, it's, <laughs> her whatever animal her it is. So it's, yeah. yeah, it's tough. But deer is one of those things. So when you, you know, when you, obviously I have to represent, right? I have right. a nice landscape. How, so, dude, uh, of course. When you choose all these things, and it's expensive. You guys know how expensive landscaping is. It's, it's, it's never, it's landscaping never is ends. the one project yeah, in yeah. your home never that ends. never ends. Yeah. Never ends. You could spend thousands and oh, thousands of God. dollars yeah. when you build a home, but the next year, you're still redoing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're always redoing something. Always redoing something in landscaping. And believe it or not, you know, grass is the most water-hungry thing you could have. But uh, the plants in general, though, it's really just about, depending on where you live, what kind of situation you're dealing with, it's about choosing the right plants, which which are low-maintenance and will not be devoured by them. Uh, deer. So yeah. So Russian sage. If you're going to take something away, from I, I this, love it. I'm. I'm, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to. I mean, Joe <laughs> rules the roost on the roof deck. That's yeah, her yeah, domain. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm certainly going to take some photos. It does I well in full it. sun. Uh, yeah, it's low maintenance. Um, and you know what? In the show notes, we'll actually post a photo um, the of the Rus- Russian. I can't say it, Russian? but I do love it. Say it three sage. times real fast. Russian, Russian sage, sage. Russian, Russian sage. sage. Well, I don't Russian know. Sage. Well, I. I don't know. Are, do you have any connections to Russia now? I, no, oh, there's I, a lot I, of no, Russian no, talk. No conspiracies. Here. I mean, I don't John, know. I, John, just, I, no. I haven't been there. <laughs> wrong, I don't even know how much Russian sage they have in Russia. I don't know. Okay, wrong podcast. We're gonna. I just want to make sure. I'm just getting it out. I don't want to sit with you if you have the Russian connection. No Russian connection. No Russia. Not, oh, not, you know what? Not God. that I know of, although I've never been to oh, Russia. I don't know that yes. I... Uh, is, it, is it not good to go to Russia now? I don't know. Can we I don't go know. To I don't have a problem with Russia. Anyway. I'm going to stick to the construction. Yeah, we'll stick to the construction. That could be a whole nother. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe toward the end of this thing, we'll try and do a little house tour. We'll see how it works. Like I said, you're our first interview, so yeah. we've got a, a, a three no, wires what? sticking out of this uh, recorder. We'll see if we can if we can walk through the house and make if something we cool can, work. If we can, what I would love to do, just because, you know, you were giving me a little tour as we got here. Yeah. Can, I mean, look, you are man caves is the the show that kind of kicked everything off. So if we can go downstairs into your man cave yeah, no, no. and just give us a brief tour yeah. of what you were showing me of what's going on down there, yeah. because let me tell you right now, everybody. This is going to be an incredible. Pa- this basement is going to be over the top. I walked down there, was like, "Oh my god!" You're going to be here because I got the gym. He's so, going to, you know, and I'm going to be there because you've yeah. got the wine store. He's got the, the wine, the walk-in wine, wine cellar. cellar. <laughs> it's a win for everybody. It's a win. It's a win for everybody. Uh, yeah, no doubt. We can go down, and uh, it's really cool that when you guys, just, when you asked me to do the podcast, I'm like, you you gave me the option. You said, hey, we, we can come to your house. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean you can come to my house, yeah, man? I'm like, that sounds awesome. You, you're going to, yeah, yeah. The whole idea was make this mobile. So you know, when we're traveling the country. When, when we cross paths with, you know, Allison lives out in Chicago or, sure. uh, yeah. you know, uh, the Property Brothers are, de- are in Vegas. You know, we're, we want to we be able to go to, to people's homes and, um, and glean a little bit of what they're doing for themselves uh, for everybody out there listening. Um, so why don't we start at the beginning? Um, how did you really get into construction? Was it just a, a love of the trade? Did something happen that, that spurred you into it? Um, I'm, I'm curious how you got started, not TV specifically, but, right. or, or maybe that was the reason to get into construction. I don't know. No. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, you know, because 
we know all these people in this industry, and it's always an interesting question as to how people got started. Some it's by chance. Some it's you know they knew it's somebody. For everybody. It's different yeah. for everybody. Yeah. So for me, I grew up in the trades all my life. So I I was um, exposed to it at a very early age, and I I caught the bug at a very early age as far as woodworking. That was a, always it's always been a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. I always feel great when I'm building something, you know. Um, but. Uh, when I decided to come out to New York City, because uh, you can't live in Upper Michigan in the UP and pursue an acting career, <laughs> yeah, it just right. doesn't that doesn't right. work. Exactly. Right? There's nothing up there. So, yeah. uh, by the way, I just want to let everybody know. I feel like everyone from the HGTV DIY family is from Minnesota, Michigan, Minnesota. That Midwest. Like yeah. in all honesty, upper Midwest. Yeah. Everybody is from the Upper Midwest. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm excited to do. You know, of course, we do more interviews with all of our friends, but everyone's going to learn. That's where yeah. majority of the talent. Is really it's it's crazy that it, it happened is, that way. It is weird, but I I, I did rec- recognize that. Yeah. But uh, so but you know I so I think I was like in my uh, late twenties, early thirties, and I thought to myself, if I don't pursue this, if I don't go for this now, I'll never do it. You know, it's like one of those things you got to make a decision in your life. Right. Either I go for this and make it, try to make it happen, or I'll regret it the rest of my life. So I'm like, I uprooted myself, moved to New York. I wanted to pursue an acting career. Now. How old? How, how old were you? I like was thirty. Thirty. Okay. I was thirty. Uh, but I figured if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. And you can't live in. I can't stay in the UP. So I went out. <clears throat> when I got to New York, of course, I had to make ends meet. I had to, you know, because I was living on a savings. Sure. So I had to. Uh, so I started my. Con- easy. Yeah. So I started my construction company in New Jersey to yeah. make ends meet. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. So, but never knowing, I never knew at the time, and this is this was uh, before even trading spaces was big. So uh, I never knew at the time that I would end up doing this on camera. That never even crossed my mind. So yeah, trading uh, spaces kind of kicked it really off tra- our industry, right? Trading I mean- spaces changed everything. Yeah. Trading spaces is really the show that uh, changed the landscape of home improvement sure. in terms of entertainment. Because before that, there really was not a destination channel for home improvement. Training space has changed that. Yep. TLC. Absolutely. Um, and everybody else took notice. And, and, and for those that don't know, uh, Training Spaces is coming back. Coming new, back. New yeah. cast. Coming back. New, new cast, but yeah. it's, it's coming, coming back. back. It so, remains to be seen if they can, if they can pull that off. But we'll, we'll it's see. always tough to kind of it's bring back reintroduce the show. It's, it's t- maybe, maybe. Cause my, so where I got my... So anyway, I, I moved out to New York. I was a working actor. I was a working... Uh, I was a fitness model. I know. Yeah, because you were big in the fitness. So yeah, you, were you doing... Time. Were you When you came to New York, were you doing all of the fitness already? Doing, no. doing all the modeling for that? Or not? That wasn't even being done yet? I, I, no, I was... I was. Fitness has been part of my life. Uh, sure. Fitness has been part of my life my whole life. But I... When I moved out to New York, you're looking for all opportunities. So not only was I taking acting classes and a working actor, but I saw opportunity in the, in the fitness modeling career. And I'm like, it took and, it, and luckily for me, I, I got you know work in that and, and did really well with men's health and men's fitness. And I was a trainer for them and a model. Got it. So got it. Uh, both that went great. So, uh, but you're not going to make a living at that. I mean, it's sure. it's fun and it's great to do. You right. make some money, but. Uh, so I, I was as I was doing my thing and I was doing uh, condos on the side and, and my uh, remodeling, uh, an opportunity came up one day for uh, my agent called me and says, you got to get in the city right now. They're casting for or for American Tools. It was a, uh, you know, and as somebody in the business, if you're working, you get a call, you, you're just like, oh shit, I got to go. Right. Yeah, that's it. I, I got to get this out might there. Be the, yeah. So I told my guys, I was, I was just torn a wall down in a condo in Hoboken. I, I told my guys I'd be back. I went in the city. I had my tool belt on. I had drywall dust on me. I never forget this. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> no, no. You I'm went sorry. straight you from went the job. Straight site. from the job because I'm like, it. he's you gotta go because he told me you gotta go because you're one of the guys they wanted to see. I'm like, and this is for a commercial for American Tools. I love like, it. All right, so I have my dry, tool belt on, drywall <laughs> dust. I get in the, I go to the pat train. I go into the city. Um, you know, take the train into the city. I go to the casting and in all these, you guys 
can't, but not castings. You weren't sure. Yeah. It's, they're all the same. Yeah. Right? You walk in, it's this it's little awkward room. Awkward as all yeah. hell. Awkward. <laughs> There's 20 guys in the room. They're all models, right? I'm the, I come in with it. I'm the only guy with a tool belt on, right? And drywall. I didn't even know I had drywall dust on me. Uh, I wonder so, if everybody thought, like, did this guy stage this? Yeah, he's a method did, did, actor. Did, did he do this? He's a method Is actor. This, did he just take sawdust? <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> and she rocked up. Probably. And put it all over probably. Him. Probably. <laughs> so I go in, you know, and you always, when you leave a casting, because it's a, a, a table, there's three people, they're staring at you. It's a very cold environment. So, Jason, uh, uh, we want you to work on a sink. So this is the casting, right? So there's a monkey wrench on the floor, right? And there, and the guy's like, Jason, so we, you're working on a sink at somebody's home. I'm like, okay. So I get down on one knee, and I'm turning this monkey wrench with a smile, right? What? This is the casting. No no, no dialogue. This sounds like a goes, different kind of TV show. Yeah, so he, goes, <laughs> uh, so he goes, Jason, could you be a little more serious? So now I'm like gritting my teeth, and I'm turning this thing. I'm like, I think to myself, this is the fucking casting? This is what I came in <laughs> here for? Is this going to be my life? What the fuck this is this? what I'm doing? And they're like, thank you very much. Uh, goodbye. I'm like, well, this sucks. This is what I came into the city for? You know how you get that feeling. Right, you leave. Yeah. absolutely. So as, and this is the crazy part about this industry. So as I'm leaving, the casting director, who I knew, came up to me and said, hey, they're casting for while you're out down the street. You should go down there. This is the crazy part about taking chances in your life, right? right? You don't know what you're you going to be told. You never know what's going to happen. So I'm like, yeah, I've seen that show because that was right when, that was the first year of While You're Out. I was going to ask you because I, I was reading about that show and I, I'd never seen that. Yeah. And I think that, of course, that was one of the first ones again. Yeah. yeah. What was the premise of, of that so show the, also? So the premise of While You're Out, it was a sister show since Training Spaces was doing so well. It was a, it was a sister oh, show. It was a sister show to that. To that. And uh, the premise was um, we would come in and we would make over a space where the the partner or significant other, the wife or the husband, would the other person would be out of town. And there would be a secret shooter following that person okay. while we were making over the space while they were gone. Gotcha. With it. with the other partner or Got homeowner in, in the house. So it was it was a great concept. It was a great show. It ran for I think four years, four or five years. Okay. And we unlike unlike uh, HGTV and DIY, where you do one, where one season for us is is uh, what thirteen episodes, 13 episodes, yeah, which is very short, sure. And we'll, yeah. sometimes, like I would shoot two two seasons in a year, that was sixty episodes a year. What sixty episodes a year? So uh, what TLC whoa, did, they didn't 60. they didn't do reruns, you know, because HGTV and DIY are very heavy, reruns. very heavy reruns. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> But that was that was amazing to me. So when I that's one of the reasons they brought me on because they had Andrew Dan Jumbo who was the original carpenter. They there was no way that what they found is that they had issues with burning people out. You're burning people out. Absolutely. So they had to bring in another lucky for me. I rem- well when John and I started at Kitchen Cousins, we did 26. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're yeah, full I kitchens, was, but like Exactly. You know, you don't have any help and there's no support. It's, a lot. it's like, "Hey, listen, if you're if this is going to work, you're to sink or swim, right?" And you're just like Yeah, it's a lot. We finished 26 and we we were ready to jump <laughs> off God, a building. Right. Yeah. And you you were six in a year, sixteen years. So here's the thing. And so, look, I, I know all honesty. I think everybody should should realize, like like Jason just said before. Normally, HGTV DIY thirteen seasons. You shoot it in four 13 episodes. Th- thirteen, 13 episodes. episodes. You shoot it in four or five months. Right. So even if you did twenty six, like like we did in a full year, you're talking sixty. That's a lot. I mean. That's so, that's that's an insane. It is of insane. It is insane. At the time, you don't think anything different because that's just what you're doing, right? So sixty Work episodes first. when you put it together now. So Evan Farmer, who was the host at that time, because there was somebody else before him, sixty. He did sixty. He was wow. he was never home. I did thirty. So Andrew and I traveling. Split. This is traveling too. You were all oh, over all over the all over the country. Oh yeah, that's and, and in Canada. So I mean, it, it, you talk about a crazy. That's schedule. awesome, now, man. Far be it for me to complain about being busy. I don't want to complain about no, being busy. No, amen. But but at the same time, it is a lot. So but but they never. It was always a new show, which was kind of cool. Yeah. 
Um, so that's how that. So I went down to the casting. Funniest thing is, yeah, go down the street. They're casting for. I'm like, I've seen that show. That's cool. Because I'm thinking to myself, that's home improvement. That's right? awesome. Yeah. So mind you, at this point, I was two weeks away from signing with Guiding Light. I was I was negociating with Guiding Light. Wow. Oh, Guiding well, Light. What's so no, all the soap opera stars out there? <laughs> what's, everyone's everyone's what, going, oh, man. Yeah, what's no longer on? <laughs> Guiding Light. That, yeah. that ended a long time ago, so thank God. So I, I so anyway, I, I go down to this casting. I walk in. The, it's almost identical room, almost like they took the same three fucking people from the other casting and put them in this room. That's right? so funny. You feel like you're walking into the same situation. Right. So instead of a monkey wrench, there's a piano bench on the floor. Right, and the guys like, uh, and the, first of all, the, I walk in and the guys writing. There's a guy and two girls, and he's you really writing. can't make this shit up. No, and he's writing. He's writing on the paper, and he goes, "So, Jason, uh, he's looking at my information. He goes, so your dad is, um, your dad, J- your dad is James Cameron." I'm like, "Yeah, that's my father," because <laughs> my dad's name is James Cameron. Right? I'm like, I love this. I'm like, I'm not lying. It's, it's that's this. his I name. I hope everybody knows who James Cameron yeah, is. So, like, just, so, I just want to be clear. You sold that to him. Of course. Why not? Uh, yes. Fuck. Yes. What the fuck? Why not? Phenomenal. Come on, it, man. It can't hurt. Phenomenal. So he's writing it down. Hey, James Cameron. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, that's my dad. I'm like, that's his name. It's just not the same, obviously, James Cameron. So I'm like, this can't hurt, right? So he goes, uh, and I'm the again, I'm the only guy with a tool belt on. So you could this couldn't have worked out any better. And drywall dust, right? The other guys in the room, I don't know, they're all they're all actors and models. They don't nobody probably even they picked all up look a hammer. Manicured, exactly, perfect, exactly. Ready to get, yeah. T-shirts. And, yeah. So I go into this room and he goes, "So Jason, I got a piano bench on the floor. What would you do to turn this piano bench into a storage bench?" So I went through my spiel, right? yeah, and uh, and he's still writing down and everything, and he goes, "All right, thank you very much," and that was it, right? So the, the whole day I'm thinking to myself, this was a total waste of time because that's how you feel when you leave these casts. You always do, yeah. So I go home and I get a call two weeks later and it was from uh, from them. They wanted me to come back. And I, I ended up getting the wire out gig, but I think it was either the tool belt or the James Cameron that got me. The, <laughs> or maybe the both. Maybe both. You may but, never know, but that is an awesome story. It wasn't the piano bench? It no. It, who knows? Maybe it, was a, maybe it was a piano bench. Maybe they loved my rendition of what I do to the piano bench. But the point is, I think, is that, first of all, you never know. Yeah. yeah. You always take a chance in life. You never, never regret thinking that he should have done something you didn't do it agreed um so uh i ended up getting that gig and uh i made the right decision because i had no desire to do guiding light even though i wouldn't have turned it down i had no desire to do it and um that's where it all started that was back in 2004 wow so that that, is right before everything the explosion yeah of home improvement exactly so when when that ended wire out was over um i got a call from uh, jtv who did eventually you know who did uh, Desperate Landscapes. We'd love to have you come in, talk to you about the show. And I'm like, yeah, you listen, I, I didn't know if I wanted to get back into it at that point, to be honest. But I'm like, yeah, let's talk. So I went in and I uh, had a long conversation with DIY. And that's when that whole relationship started. That was in early 06. Wow. And uh, it's who, who knew we'd end up doing it's, almost, uh, almost. Uh, saying, how many episodes have you? Oh my God. What do you have with all the show? With all 15 the show? seasons of Desperate Landscapes and 14 of Man Caves. Man, 15 yeah. seasons yeah, yeah. and 14 of Man Caves. Yeah, of, that's a long I time. I mean, what's, what's the, the total episodes of both those shows? Oh my Just God. A, a, over, a general. Over 300. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot wow. of TV, man. Wow, it's yeah. a lot it's of TV. It's a lot. It's great. But you know what? I loved every minute of it. I'm still loving every minute Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. You guys, listen, well, we we all, we, 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 I, I'm a big uh, fan of uh, being able to love what you do. Not everybody gets that. That yes. is very true. Not everybody has that blessing in life. Well, I and think, I love, I love what I do. I'm, bl- I'm blessed to be able to do that. You I, guys, you know, have, have been doing this a long time. You know how fun it is. Absolutely. And I think it's compounded for, for guys like us because you have a tangible skill in your hands. Camera or no camera. You love what you're doing. Without a doubt. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Yeah. no question about it. It's a bonus. Being on TV, the things you get to see and do, the experiences. 
um, you know, the amount of people that get to see your work, all of that, I wouldn't trade. The education that you can share, yeah. the, the you know, the ability to start a podcast and and share all this knowledge from all these years of hard work on a more personal level, it's it's all exciting stuff. But at the end of the day, all the media aside. I'd, st- I'd still design. I'd still build. Oh, without Absolutely. a doubt. Right? I'm, yeah. I'm my happiest when I'm building. Absolutely. It's like therapy for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I always tell people, I love to be able to get to do what I love to do on campus. Well, you know, it was, it, a- it was funny for us. When we started the TV show, we actually got back into doing real work. Yeah. When I, and when I say real work, I mean physical work. Yeah. Our company was real work, but it was so much management. Yeah, management of I mean. projects. Project management. Yeah. Management Project of employees. Management of finances and it's like you the the more successful you become in business the further away you get from the thing that you love the most so you know tv yes we were super nervous and all this stuff but it was like they needed to see you doing it and i was like this is the best thing ever this. we just hit the reset button but we're making forward progress so it was well, pretty cause awesome because you, you feel like a kid again right when you're in a construct right growing up of course doing it through high school and college just like you did growing up yeah. In your childhood, right? Yeah. It brings you back to those memories thinking, you know, this is great. I'm outdoors. I'm making working my with my beer money. Yeah. Making my beer money. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, that's thinking why I did chick it. I'm taking out tonight. I'm thinking about, all right, I got money to bring. That's it. I, I got cash, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what it comes down to. But yeah. the fact that you get to get to create with your hands yeah. and it's tangible. You could touch it. It's not something that's fake on a piece of paper. It's like, yeah. no, see that right there? Yeah. I built that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I... I um when I talk to the younger generation now, the youth coming up, and uh, I, I just, I don't know if I told you guys this, but I'm uh, um, a big advocate and um, of bringing back the trades. I saw yeah, you absolutely. post on, I, yeah. and I saw you post on your social about that, right? Because I, I had that opportunity uh, as a young kid, as a student, to um, career technical training, sure. to go through that, to go. I mean, I, I was you know very heavy into the trades, yeah, and uh, always have been, as you guys know, and as you guys are. And we've seen a, a drastic decline in this country over the last huge. ten to fifteen years, huge. and we're at a huge shortage right now Absolutely. for skilled tradespeople. And um, and it's it's a nobody's fault. I think it's a, it's a it's a combination of things that have happened over the I years. Think I think it's just a cultural shift. It's really. a cultural shift. It's 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 uh, it's a budgetary uh, shift. Um, it's it's things that have happened to take us away from the noble cause that is the trades. Absolutely. And I think we've directed kids now to college. And a when lot of college is not for everybody. college is not for everybody. Listen, it's a noble cause in itself. Higher education is important, but not every kid is meant for that. But you know, education so, is education, and whether that education exactly. is in a university or a <clears throat> exactly. technical school, right, sure. one is no greater than the other right. when you're furthering yourself in a passion that you have. And 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 the upside of really learning a trade is not only the fact that you could turn it into a very great career uh, after, because you can you can go to work immediately after graduating, sure, and absolutely. make good money because there are good good jobs. Excel- out there. I think I think anybody that wants to get into the trades, you make. Excellent, excellent money, and they're actively recruiting them. Yeah, which is you know, and you can't unlike a lot of careers that you might choose in higher education, you can't outsource the trades. Right, you have to be here. Have so, you talked to uh, Josh Temple about this? Because he's got we, a bunch we, of stuff we, he's been doing on the West Coast. Li- we talked a little bit. I'm also um, hoping to hook up with Mike Mike Rose uh, organization because awesome. there's no better spokesperson out there. Mike, than Mike, Rose. Mike. He's, um, he's an incredible guy. Yeah. So we we uh, I revamped uh, with the help of Bosch Tools. I got to give them a big shout out because they uh, really do. really came through. I think they understand. They're investing in 
in the next generation of uh, skilled trades because they see the need. Uh, but they, I teamed up with them and uh, we revamped a, uh, a high school in Upper Michigan where, where I that was your Was that your high school? That was my high school. That's, oh, that's great. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, they, their shop was closed down. Isn't that great that you get to go back to your awesome. high school it was so weird and walking. do something yeah. like that? So, that's, pretty, that's pretty neat. And it's K through 12. It's And there's only 300 and I think 306 kids in the whole school. The K whole school? Yeah. 306 there was, there was kids? 10 kids in the graduating class. Wow. So, small. so you can imagine how much they've struggled to even yes. stay open. They had, they, didn't, they had no money for shop, sure. even though they have the facility. They, they, they couldn't put the tools they inside could, of it. They couldn't. So they're doing a GoFundMe. So I got involved and um, and called Bosch, and they were happy to, to join in and went up there and, and spent my time. That's and awesome. It was, it was great. And to see the kids' reactions and to give them that, that opportunity to learn those things. Uh, and, mo- and many of them will go on to make great careers. But to, to, that's what we need. We need kids to experience that. It's, it's almost like when you – if you want to be a football player, you can't. You can't. You almost need the high school experience to go on. To. You know what I mean. So if you if you lack You're not that, walk in the right. NFL and just no. say, "Hey, I'm hey, I'm ready to I'm go. I'm ready people. to go. Train me. <laughs> Train me." Yeah, but yeah. you know, there's a there's a real fundamental difference there. Like you have a you have a really short shelf life with an NFL and NBA sure. and MLB. Yeah. You you learn a trade. You know, you can go anywhere. You can work anywhere. You could decide, I'm going to pick up, I'm moving to Australia tomorrow. Absolutely. You have a skill you have in a skill. your hands yeah. that allows you to make money wherever you go. And I think that's it's just invaluable. I, I just think it's, it's, it's bringing it back to the point where we give these kids the opportunity at a young age. Because if they don't have that opportunity in high school, because yes. a lot of high schools across the country have gotten rid of shop because of yep. budgetary, shop first, thing, first thing to go. Yeah, absolutely. First and if they don't have that opportunity to, to really grasp that and say, oh my God, I love this, then they'll go on maybe to do college or something they really weren't destined to do and spend a lot of money doing it because when you think about i mean there there was a couple studies that have been done and i don't know the source right now i can get it for you guys but yeah. on uh yeah we can throw it in the show notes yeah, if, in you terms, want it, if you want in terms of in placement there. rates from college higher education college education graduating to graduating from a vocational school the graduating from vocational schools is in, is in the 90s right as I far as your placement it, sure graduating from uh higher education in terms of collegiate uh whatever that may be is in the 40s wow so it's and it really difference. and it really goes down depending on what you graduate in. Yeah, sure. your, your, so, your, your major that you're actually doing. exactly. So I mean, there's a big difference there, and I think we really need to understand that and get kids excited about it again because it is a noble endeavor Absolutely. to be able to use your hands and build. Well, it's, how, re- it's, how, it's how this country was built. Yeah, no I mean, doubt. Come on. Well, yeah. I, and I remember even for me in high school, I took a drafting class and. It inspired me. It really, I think it was one of the first things that turned me on to architecture, construction, design. And I remember doing that class. It was so vivid. It was one of those things I took it because I wasn't sure. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. But in retrospect, now that I'm older and I look back at it, I'm like, wow, that had a really big impact because I loved, I truly loved that class. I loved laying out, doing our own home, yeah. you know, coming up with my own vision and design yeah. that I wanted to do. And if more kids have that experience, it turns them on the things that maybe they didn't know. Exactly. I had that passion for that. I wanted it. I want to do that. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I, I loved architecture, but there are certain things that I loved going to school for. <laughs> It was shop class and architecture. Absolutely, that was it. That's why I like going to the rest of it. Like, eh, I, I did it because I had to. Yeah, I, but I, know, didn't lo- I, you know. I went to business school for college, and, and I appreciate having that as a background. But I, I think I was going to say you were you went to school for, for <laughs> criminal, criminal justice, justice right? I, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I think I, I think I could have taken some business classes and gone to a vocational school and and been way, been, had many, a lot less debt and been way better. How many, right. how many people you know have been through this and did exactly what you and I did? What yes, We went sure. to school because we thought, oh, it this took, is what I'm going to yeah. do, and you spent yeah. all this money to do it, and it took a long time to pay back, and you're not even using it. 
I'm not doing anything with criminal justice. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fortunate thing I can say is business is part of everyday life. So I, I feel like I'm using it in oh, that no, respect. No, no, that, but- that translates into a lot of different aspects. But criminal justice is a very unique thing. And it's like, unless you're going in. Did you think you were going to be a cop or you're going to be. I wanted to be a state trooper. State trooper. And then, trooper. And then yeah. FBI. And FBI. That yeah. was my, you know. That was the goal. Back then, that was the <laughs> goal. There. And then I took the civil service exam and I got a really bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, I saw the way things really worked. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I don't. This is not yeah. for me. Anyway, that's another. The trades are the trades are. Uh, by the way, I, I, I meant to notice. Did you guys notice that you know you haven't been bit yet by a mosquito, right? No, you're no. Outside, I, I do want to say that because <laughs> in New Jersey, let everyone know when you're in New, for everyone around the country in Jersey, the mosquitoes are rampant Vicious. in the summer. Like I mean, I you t- will get destroyed. I got to tell you, I was in Jersey City last night having dinner with my parents. We sat out uh, outside, and I was getting bit in in Jersey City, City. in the city. So city. so. Uh, I know, I, I know from what, being on your Instagram. What is it, Mosquito Squad? Mosquito Squad, yeah. So, I, just to give them a little bit of a and how does it work? Because I, so, that, I gotta know how. Right. So let me let works. me explain it to you. So I, I've been working with them for for a while now, but because um, you're right, I I would be out there when I first got when I first um, started working on the deck actually out here when I was pouring the footings. I I couldn't be outside for more than thirty seconds without dousing myself and off because I was be swarmed by mosquitoes. Right. Yeah. So, um, started working with Mosquito Squad, a great company, um, and they do a lot of good things on the malaria side. They're, they're really pushing uh-huh. the whole thing. Because, you know, uh, did you guys watch the special that was on recently about mosquitoes? I think it was on, there was a big uh, special on, I think it was Discovery. No, no, I didn't. Uh, anyway, it, uh, I, I never knew how many species of mosquitoes there were and, and how many of those species carry the de- deadly viruses. But anyway, and it's, it's like a scourge on the earth, mosquitoes, as far as I'm concerned. It's the worst thing that's ever happened. Get rid of them. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so Mosquito Squad, what they do, and, and, and people ask this question to me all the time, and I, and I always respond by saying, would you rather have a company come out and spray? What they do is they spray the perimeter of your yard. So where your yard meets the foliage. Oh, okay. They, they spray the perimeter, and they'll spray underneath the decks. They'll spray areas that you don't go. Sure. Right? And it's a water-based formula. Right, and when it. It, when it dries in about thirty minutes, and you're fine, so your dog can run out there after that. And so it's no safe problem. for all animals. Safe, yes, that's, that's huge. So, but the, the, the amazing thing is, it is night and day. And I, you guys have, we're we're sitting out here on the deck. We haven't been bit once. I, huh? I haven't even heard a mosquito. In all honesty, I and I gotta tell, I and I to, get bit. I mean, I am like, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a magnet too. Same. My 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 daughter. We were over at my father in law's house, and he's kind of like you. He's set in the woods. So everyone, everyone at home, we are literally set in all behind us. You really don't see Jason's neighbors. We are literally set inside of yeah. the woods. Yeah. So the mosquitoes are really strong. Yeah. And my daughter the other day had, I want to say, seven or eight bites. Yeah. Huge all over her legs. I'm telling you, man, you got you got to look into this because here's the thing: you, I, we spent all this money on our outdoors, right? I've you spent enjoy it and time and energy on the outdoors. You want to be able to enjoy it and sit Absolutely. outside and not be doing this. Whole time, yep. no kidding. Um, so and or wake up the next morning with lumps, with all, lumps. all over you. Yeah. <laughs> so it is amazing how effective this treatment is. How long right. does it last for? It lasts for about two weeks, and then they come out and spray again. And it's it's very simple. Uh, it doesn't take them long. So what you sign you up know, and you're on a schedule. You're on they, a schedule. You don't you're, call them. And no, call you're on a, you're on a schedule. They come out and do it. Uh, it's just like any landscaper comes out and does yep. whatever they need to do. But uh, it's a water based formula, and the theory behind this is that mosquitoes can only fly a certain distance before they have to land. Right? Huh. They can only fly. I don't. I, I, I again. So what I, is I it like? Kind of a wall, fifty that keeps yards them on the maybe, or right. something. Well, what it is, it's a perimeter. So yeah. they'll land in it. Once they land in it and they get it on, they get it on every. It, they die. 
So Beautiful. that perimeter basically acts as a shield for your space. Like your invisible fence for dogs. Basically. There you go. It's like the same yeah. Now, are, they, are they nationwide? They are nationwide. All right, they so we'll, nationwide. we'll put a link to these guys in the show yeah, notes uh, as it's, well. It's amazing. And, cool. and I'll tell you what, anybody out there who has concerns, this is what I reply. Would you rather douse your kid in DEET <laughs> yeah, and let them run out in the yard? Or put it on the grass. Or spray the perimeter of your- And who knows what's inside of that stuff That's the thing. Sometimes. I mean, I, listen, We, I, you remember when- I mean, you guys aren't that- you, you, you're, listen, you're not I, as old as I am. I love a good chemical bath, Jason. You know? <laughs> I used to listen. I used to, I, used to run behind, I used to run behind the D truck when they were spraying. <laughs> me and my buddies, you'd be running behind breathe it. Breathe it in. Yeah, we breathe it in. I'm breathe all right. In, I turned out all right. Oh, you know, I just God. remember- You guys remember that? Those days yeah. when they run down the street and oh, they were spraying yeah. the Absolutely. I'm like, we ran behind that. Absolutely. It's the best thing ever. So, but, uh, uh, listen, I want to jump into in some construction stuff now. Um, you know, we were just telling you at the top of the episode here, we finished our project planning series. So, I want to get some of your best practice stuff. We went through six, seven episodes. We gave people our rundown um, from, from A to Z through a construction project. So, when you're a general contractor, on your, did you GC this house? You GC? Not this house. Okay. Not this house. I wasn't here, unfortunately. I was on the road. Okay, um, but when you when you go about it, and, and and feel free to talk about it as well from the from the aspect of a homeowner hiring a general contractor, because that's that's, that's yeah. the that's the tact we took for all our our homeowner listeners here. Yeah, there's two different perspectives. As a contractor, I have a certain list of things that I sure, and and I think and there, and I think it's valuable to to talk about it from either angle because yeah, yeah. to give people insights as to the way you think as a contractor right. allows them insight into your world right. at, in, in that profession and to talk about it as a homeowner allows people to relate to certain things that we're all going through. So some of the things, I mean, you don't have to go crazy in depth, but just you know how you go about picking a subcontractor, how many bids you'll get per trade, uh, yeah. red flags you might look for. I, I mean, well, this, you know. The subcontractor thing is, is interesting for me because I, I've worked with a lot of them. So that I've, you know, most contractors like me have a certain list of names that we use on a regular basis. That you build over time. That we build over time and we sure. use like electricians and plumbers and HVAC and all that stuff we uh, we have. Um, but, you know, it's interesting as a contractor, when I talk to people about what they need to, when and one of the biggest things for homeowners is to, to do their due diligence is really important because That's what we say all the time. how many times I've dealt with uh, homeowners where I come into a situation where I'm having to fix something or take over something that was uh, went drastically wrong. And again, I don't want to place all blame on homeowners, but there's a certain amount of due diligence that homeowners need to do. Uh, and one of those is, there's, there's a list of things. Uh, starting with, you've got to do a sit down, an eye to eye conversation with the contractor, yes. right? Because you'll learn more. We all have to trust our instincts and you'll learn a lot about somebody in the first 30 seconds of just talking to them in a one-on-one conversation. Preach on, brother. And you've yeah. got to trust yourself it's on that. that. We, say that we say it's not about looking at pictures and no. the website. No. It's, it's, it's having that human connection to see how you feel with that person. Without a doubt. That's number one. Yep. Yep. That's number one. Number two is when you, I, always, it's, I laugh at people when they ask for references and they get a list, but they never check them. They never check them. Yeah. You've got to check the references. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I've had clients, I've walked them through some of my things and met the those homeowners. Sure. You have to do that. Yep. You have to go and look at the details and look at those things. That's not Ask two. them their experience, how without, they felt. Without a doubt. You've got to do that. Don't just get a list and look at it. Okay, great. He's got references. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> The other thing is I always tell people to go to oh, – there's a lot of online sources, as you guys know, sure. that people can use. But there's also – you've got to go into your local builder's office. I, I tell homeowners all the time, go to your local builder's office, ask questions, right? 
they can't a, a building inspector cannot tell you they cannot um they cannot recommend certain builders they can't do that jason but you've been they, listening to our podcast yeah. like, so oh, jason's no, been no. listening to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> well, see, we all know no, we the, all know we all this, yeah. well, but, but this this is really great because you're you're literally reiterating the things that we've been saying sure. keep, keep going please so this is but here's great. the thing you, you when you ask questions as a homeowner if they if they've never heard of this person, that's a bad sign <laughs> yeah. right there. Because yeah. as bu- a builder, I'm in there all the time. I'm in the bu- in fact, I'm in there. I'm I'm always complaining to my guys. I'm like, I gotta go to the builder's office. Yeah, the builder, yeah. <laughs> so uh, they if they don't know who that is, that's a problem. And by the way, guys, builder's office is the same thing as the building department. We sure. reference building we, department, yeah, builder's we, office. Yeah, yeah, we reference the building department in yeah. Jersey City a lot. So. Yeah, your municipality. But yeah. um, so those are the those are the top things, you know. And then once you've established that, once you've got the person picked, you've got to sit down and have. A a legitimate contract and you've got to go through that there has to be a, a timetable on the contract there has to be a payment schedule on the contract there has to be uh everything has to be ticked off and there's resources online for homeowners yeah. to look at contracts and what's in- well you know what we actually did so with with the project planning series what we did is we've uploaded a, a zip file good, good. and we added um a te- a contract templates uh good. we gave uh our listeners um Excel spreadsheets that they can compare bid uh, bid comparison sheet absolutely uh, yeah, all these so different far. working documents um, to show them the level of detail that kind of goes into this yeah uh, all these things are important because number one if something God forbid happens that you end up in court there are certain contracts that will be thrown out if they don't meet the requirements of what a contract needs to be. So right, you have right, to be right. aware of those things, like an end date, a start date, simple things you wouldn't think would matter, but in a court proceedings they matter. Yep, and if absolutely. they're not on there. They get thrown out. So, uh, but yeah, that's good that you guys put a template. Well, on. you know Is what that- I think? I think so many people, and we hear it, and you hear it, traveling home shows, and I'm sure people ask you the questions all over the country. People get so excited about their project, and we know we we get it. It is it's an exciting time. You're going to be redoing a kitchen or backyard or wherever, whatever that project is in your house. But you need to take the time and do the steps at the beginning yeah. to ensure. It's gonna be a good experience, yeah. Because because you could be excited all you want, yeah. Well, (laughs) and then that excitement that could turn turn to sorrow. But here's the thing: you're right. It should be. Here's the thing: it should be an exciting experience. It should should be a fun experience. So uh, hopefully, you get an individual that makes it that way for you. Unfortunately, as we know. Not all contractors do that. So you just have, that's where the beginning of this is important, where you got to choose the right person. When you do, you got to make sure that every, all the dots, all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed, and that you have an always, I can't stress this enough, mm-hmm. always have a contingency. Yes. Always. It's got to be part of your quote. So, because as you guys know, whenever you do a project, everybody's like, oh, it's going to cost this much. It never costs that, never much. Costs right. that much. It's always over. Just so you've got to have a cushion specifically for that. So you're not stressing later on when your budget's blown and now you got to come up with extra money right. to get something done. Right. There's That's got to awesome. be a contingency. You've on literally that. touched on every almost everything. <laughs> um, we, 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 I mean, we, we went in depth. We spent like 45 minutes on Good. each topic and, and really dove deep on these things. Um, but I, that's really awesome that you, that you hit all those points. Yeah. Um, let's talk about maybe how you, how did you go about pick, picking your general contractor for your house? So well, I didn't, I didn't pick them. So this, this was a situation for this particular, you're talking about my house. Yeah. 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 For my house. Sure. So what happened was my wife and I had been looking for a long time. We wanted to get out of Hoboken and we wanted to uh, buy, uh, get a house and, mm-hmm. uh, cause I, I'd had it. 
I, I need a garage. I need it. You know, I wanted. <laughs> Jason to, wanted to see if, trees yes, and if, wake up in the morning and see birds flying around. I wanted around. to pitch black at night when I went outside without cars going you by. You don't want to hear hon- honking cars anymore. <laughs> exactly. And, and and drunk kids walking. Yeah, the street. Dr- that's the worst. That's the, uh, the drunk, drunk kids, kids walking, walking the street. The street. Oh, oh man, I don't miss that at all. <laughs> so um, we started looking in like Glen Ridge and some of these areas that were at least uh, one stop off the train line for Marion because at that time my wife still worked in the city, okay. which she doesn't miss now. She's not working in the city anymore. Once we realized the crazy market that that was and how difficult it was to, to even buy a place, I, mean, we, I was telling you this earlier, but we, uh, what, to, for an example, one of the houses that we, we liked a lot that still needed $100,000 worth of work was uh, – Still listed really, really high because you know Glen Ridge is a, is a pretty Glen sought Ridge, after yeah, area. It is. So we went one hundred twenty five thousand over asking. Over asking. over asking. And this was the third. We were the third highest bid. That's how crazy that market is, right? Welcome to New Jersey. Yeah, everybody. welcome to New Jersey. <laughs> so we ended up. Let's go a little further out. So we ended up in Warren, which thank God we did because Warren's beautiful. beautiful. It's Warren, great, beautiful area. And as you notice, where I'm at, we're not right on top of anybody. No. Right. Well, you have, an eight, you have an eight. What do you have? One point two. One one point two acres. But you can't see another house from back here. And that's that's really I, great. And but they're still there. So Absolutely. You're, you're still in a neighborhood, but they're not right on top yeah. of it. So, um, so we decided. You know, when when we found this property, there was a house on it, and it it had been destroyed by a tree during Sandy. So in this area out in Warren, there was a lot of tree damage. Most of the you damage. You see that? They're yeah. Right. You know. I mean. You Most of the damage there. was trees. So this house. Thank God that homeowners that were here at that time, the family didn't get hurt, but they were in the house when the tree came through. Unbelievable. Right. So the guy, the guy was in the kitchen, and it came through the living room area, oh and it was like twenty feet from him, and he saw it, and the family was in the basement. So uh, they decided they didn't want to rebuild. They moved. So the builder, before we got a chance to get the property, another builder had bought the property. And uh, we started talking to him. I saw his plans. We made some modifications, and we made a deal with that with that builder. So that's how this. Did uh, you do? So it was kind of like a, it would have been a spec house if you didn't find it in would time. Been, it would have been a spec, but but so you 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 we, made a deal with we, him. We made a deal with him. We we did some modifications. So in I, talking with him and and kind of working through the plans yeah. and, and having a working relationship, you were able to determine he was somebody you wanted to work with. Yes. Uh, well, at that time, yes. I mean, listen, you you can uh, you can still do your due diligence and still be a little disappointed in the end. But Without a doubt. That being said, uh, we got the house that we wanted. There were some things that we disagreed with in the end that we we ended up settling on, which is it's going to happen. That's normal. That's normal. Yep. Uh, but all in all, we're really happy. We love it. Uh, and I I told him I said leave the basement alone. Leave the. I mean, I built the whole deck and all this out here. So we compromise and all that stuff. I said instead of him wasting time on it, I'm just going to do it anyway. I was just going to ask you because I I think a lot we we hit on this in a couple of the other podcasts. Did you do some of the value engineering yeah. into plans? Because we always tell people it's a great way to really make sure that you're hitting your budget. So yeah. for you, for example, if you you're saying you know what down the line I want to do the outside myself, I want to do the basement myself. It's a great way to save yourself money. Oh, without a doubt. So you're not yeah. you're not burning money on, on things that you really don't need. Yeah, we we that was all discussed beforehand. Great, um, perfect. And we went through uh, what I was going to do and what was to be left out. Uh, so we, yeah, we went through all that. And so, so um, just just for all the folks listening, what was your time frame on pre-construction process? So whether it was going through the plans, uh, solidifying the contract with the contractor, and let's say getting your permits from the building department from start to the finish of that process before you put a shovel in the dirt. Yeah. How much time do you think that part of it took? Well, that was for, for us, for uh, my wife and I involved in this particular project was about a month. 
Okay, so you that was fast. It was fast. It was fast. It was fast because he had done a lot of the legwork before we even got here. That's did he already have the permits? And he, he already had the permit. Oh, so uh, he already so, had. So that so he for had him that. though, and for me, no. when I've done homes, it's that could take upwards of six months. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that, you tell that, people to budget about four. Four yes, months, but yeah, it's yeah, sure. you know four you're going to be six plus, months. You're going to be plus or minus depending on the no, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of things that come into play. Weather comes into play. Uh, the, the building inspector, the city comes into play. Well, I think the, the larger the home too, right? There's you, more you, details. You got to cross more T's and without, dot more I's. Without a doubt. The, so I mean, so was it a month of going over contracts? Pretty it was. Much? It was a month of going over contracts. Sorry. Right, so that's and, that shows. I mean, right. Everybody of, take it. You know, understand that was a month of just doing contracts and lawyers and lawyers involved, and then. And then uh, fine-tuning the details because the house plan was already done. Right. But we just changed some Something. details. So that, that was a pretty simple process because we didn't right. change a lot of the structure. We just changed some minor uh, details. So that, that was uh, that was perfect. Very but good. then I decided, you know, we're, we're, I'm, I'm, obviously I'm doing all the landscaping myself. So you I, landscape? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, you've seen, maybe you've seen my show. I think I've seen your show before. <laughs> It's funny. It's a funny guy. Uh, so, and then obviously the deck. I mean, this thing was uh, um, a beast to build, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, you know, I cannot I, tell you, man, with the deck you built, I don't know if I'd be inside. I, I, and the house I, is beautiful, but I, this is. Un- I mean, is pizza oven, outdoor fireplace, outdoor fire pit. Yep. The outdoor kitchen, and then the 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 fans underneath the covered patio. Or deck, rather. I mean, and we were just saying you I, you you knocked so this what, so what far do, out of When the are we going to do pizza night? When are you I guys think, coming I out think, to do yeah, pizza night? I'm free all day. <laughs> all right, all right. No, <laughs> let's do lunch. We, <laughs> just, so, just somebody listening knows we've been talking about this for a long time, right? Because yes. we all live we, only we about three years. Yeah, we don't live that far from each other. Yeah, let's get together, let's do something. You know how that goes, right? Uh, uh, we get busy, but yeah, we got to plan this one night where you guys come out. We do pizza what? night. And, we, uh, we should shoot barbecue. For, and, we should shoot for like a September evening. Absolutely, little on the cooler side, maybe. Okay, I done. Done. Pizza, a couple beers. That's yeah, that, sorry. That's the last it. time we did pizzas in there, uh, they were like the uh, the best pizza, one of the best pizzas I've ever had. And it, it's it's an art form because the more you do it, the better you get at it. Oh, so absolutely. You, you got to learn from the mistakes. You got to learn. But yeah. I tell you what, I, I, that's the best purchase I've ever made. And that's I just want to tell everybody on this porch. We were just saying before we kicked off the podcast why we love this and how we could stay out here. It's a beautiful day in New Jersey. It's hot. It's almost ninety. But having the covered porch, oh, yeah, and then you have sky. Highlights yeah. that are bringing the natural light in. Yeah. I mean, this is the way to do it. I mean, it, it really is. You can enjoy taking, the outdoors. I'm taking notes, man. I'm taking notes. <laughs> but you know, it's funny. Uh, the, the, I'm always when, learning. When I went through this with my wife, when we were talking about the deck, I wanted it covered, but I didn't want it closed off. Yes. I still wanted it to be an open deck, but you I didn't wanted want it. the 1950 screened in. Porch. No, <laughs> you could do that, but I, I didn't want. I didn't want it. No. So I'm, I'm happy. Got no we, mosquitoes here. So yeah, and, and no mosquitoes. There's no, no mosquitoes. mosquitoes. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. I, I love no, it. I'm glad you guys like it. It means a lot. I mean, I'm glad I get to show you guys. I mean, you know, it's super it's cool. Other people super who are in the industry, it's like uh, it's cool to be able to show you for sure. Um, worst project you have ever worked on? Is there anything that that really sticks out? And and if so, you know, just some kind of takeaway for people. Could it have been avoided, or you know, anything that's going to help somebody avoid a pitfall that you saw on a job you worked on? Worst and best. I have. I Let's have, do worst and best. It was worst and worst and best. It, one, it was the same. All, it was all, it's all, all in the one. Same? Yeah, it was wow. all, all in one. But this was this is uh, uh, program related. This is TV related. Yeah. Well, they usually but I'll, are. I'll, I'll do the, I'll do one of those, and then I'll do. Another, you know, here, here, here's the thing about television, right? And, and and we've said this a few times. 
it's 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 real for us. Oh, we've it's just real. we've just learned how to do things on an accelerated time. Yeah, frame. I think people get uh, confused sometimes when they watch these shows that they think it's all lights and cameras and action, and it's not for me. It's real. I mean, for for us, I mean, for you guys as well. It's me and my crew, and I'm doing all the work. Right. I, I'll I'll tell you. I'll fill you guys in on a little secret here. When I used to do uh, while you were out, you know, uh, Andrew and I would do all the work. I would do all the work. I'd be out there. Everything. I, I'd have I'd have a backup guy, but I do it all the work. So I I did it. I did again. This is this is just going to stay between us. So I did an episode of uh, Trading Spaces once. Right. Yeah. I, I had been on a few episodes, but I remember going on and I'm thinking to myself, "Where's the other carpenter?" What? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see him. I'm like, so I, I was. I'm like, as I'm working and I'm doing all the work, and the guys keep looking at me like, "Why are you doing all the work?" I'm like, well, I, I. And now I'm thinking to myself, I work way too hard. <laughs> what you am know? I doing? What I am got, I doing? I got the so, wrong gig on so, the other show. Yeah. So the other carpenter <laughs> on the show, I would see them come out, and I'm thinking to myself, "Where's the other carpenter?" They'd come out and do a scene. And then they go back in, go and, back in. in the trailer no. and relax. And I'm thinking, why am I working so freaking hard? But you know why? Because that's what I do. You love it. That's what, yeah. I'm, I'm a hands-on. So it, what people understand is when, when we're doing the show, we have a great time. We have a blast. You guys have a good time on your Absolutely. show. We have a blast. We have a good time. But we work really hard. Like, I'm there at 7 in the morning with you the guy. You want to be in the mix. You want to yeah. be constantly I'm, doing it. And I, mean, I want to be in control because yes. I hate not, you know. But I but I, I build uh, 80% of what's, what's on there. Anyway, uh, where were we? Where, 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 I got off on a tangent. Uh, no, that's all right. But- so the so the best and worst all in one was when uh, Goose and I took the Man Caves uh, show to Kuwait, and we did a troop cave. I remember when you guys did. Yeah, that. so I, it was the best because I'm 100 percent um, fan and supporter of our troops, the men and women serving. Yes. I, I'm I go out of my way to do a lot for them. I, I'm uh, we're doing a project coming up here for um, some uh, wounded warriors, uh, which I'm excited about. But anyway, that being said, big fan of them. So that was the best part, working with them and the CBOs, the construction battalion. The worst part was you're in Kuwait. I was going to say you're in Kuwait, and, everybody. Yeah, just, and, just understand that. Yeah, no, I, and you once you once you're there, you really understand what the troops go through. You you don't because yeah. you know well, you talk about some heat. That was they, so they had a system by which they have a flag system, and if it's a black flag, you it's the hottest. You work like thirty minutes, and you take ten minutes. Right? Holy cow! So you don't pass out. So you don't pass out. So it's one hundred thirty degrees, and these guys are walking around in full garb, and they're sleeping in tents. I I was in a trailer. I got up in the morning, and there was an inch of dust on everything because it's like wow. talcum powder, right? So that was intense. And the crazy part was they did set us up a tent to work in, and they put fans in it. So it's 130 degrees outside. You walk into the USO tent, which is the one we were doing, because all these are tents. They're all movable structures. Okay. And you walk into this huge cavernous space that we're going to redo. And first of all, and I walked in the first time, I'm like, how the fuck are we going to do this in seven days? You know what I mean? Seven days. We had about five, I think it was six or seven days, maybe five to six days. But we, thank God for the construction down because we were able to get it done. Did you come, and when you went over there, did you come with all your We had to take all our, we had to take all our own guys and all our own, we had two containers of tools and equipment. Because they don't have anything over there, and you can't just run down to the local Home Depot when you're there. So you know. no, they, they have Home Depot. Yeah, no, they, home they might. Kuwait, Kuwait. Kuwait's pretty Americanized when you get out of the, when you get out of the airport. Uh, but wow. anyway, so uh, when you walk out of 130 degree heat into an 85 degree tent, it feels like AC. Sure, it does. Right? Wow, 85 to us inside here is going to feel hot. Yes. Absolutely. But 85 there Absolutely. feels like it's AC. Oh my! So God. two of my guys ended up in the infirmary oh, the first Jesus. day because they were dehydrated. Wow. Oh yeah. So that was uh, the the worst and the best all wrapped up into one uh, oh, thing. Oh my! God. Um, but uh, the troops must have loved it. I'm sure. Oh, they, the troops loved it. It. We, it was a blast, and and just to be able to work with them and uh, and to share that with them and and to do that was incredible. Um, 
probably, I, you know what? I don't have horror stories in terms of my personal uh, uh, construction company. Uh, you know, you, you want, sometimes you do a job and there's no pleasing somebody. Like you'll go, oh, I, all right, I'll, I'll tell you one. Um, was I was building Dream Dog Parks for Beneful, uh, Beneful Dream Dog I remember Parks. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife still is pissed about this, but anyway. <laughs> so it was our, it was our fourth park. And, um, I had, I had, uh, already hired the contractors. Normally what happens, I go into a situation and, uh, Beneful and the city has to sign off on it. Sure. All their lawyers go through all the paperwork. They okay. finally sign off and then, and then I then can, you can money, come in and do the and fun stuff, do the, but I got to wait. Right. Gotcha. So I'm already behind the eight ball gotcha. and they're like, good, go. So I'm like, all right. So I get in and, uh, there's, there's a dance that you have to do as somebody like me as a project manager going in, I have to work with the city. I got to make sure the city's they're happy. happy. Yep. yep. And that means hiring I always hire local people, but I want to make sure I hire people they know and they sure. trust, yeah. and that sometimes means paying more. Right. So I hired a. Th- this was in um, PA. It was in. Uh, oh my God, what's the uh, town in PA there? Um, Allentown. No, not Allentown. It's. Uh, uh, anyway, I'll think about it. But it was in PA. So we're building this this dream dog park, and I hired a company called Horse Construction. Okay. Big company. The city knew them really well. They did a lot of work for the city. Big company. I was in California at the time when I was making all these plans because I'm doing this over the phone. And I and I uh, had three contractors I was looking at. I got a quote from all of them on a retaining wall I had to have built. They all came back in about the same price. Okay. I'm like, that's what I use as my barometer. Said I called them up and I said, you guys, I got to get you in there to start the uh, excavation. It's got to get going. Uh, I gave them a $50,000 permission to proceed letter, right? So up to $50,000. I already had them planned out at about $110,000. Okay. Right? So they, they, they get going. Some dog park. Yeah. I mean, this is $500,000 dream dog park. Whoa. But, you, you know, it's funny when you think about 500000 you think it's a lot of money. But at the end of the day, this, this is, you know, to build a uh, one acre dream dog park, it's really expensive. Wow. An acre is not a small amount. Not, not of a no, small amount. No, no, it's sometimes over an acre. I don't remember what the size of this was. So anyway, uh, we, they start, uh, I said, send me your, your itemized list as soon as possible, but I needed to get them in there, right? So uh, they sent it to me when I'm on the road. I get it and my jaw drops. And they were like 100000 over what where I needed oh them to be, right? Because I've got a finite amount of money here. Oh, so I, I call them up. They're already on the job. They're already working. Oh. So I go and I meet with them. I sit down at the table, and uh, we go over everything. Fine tooth comb. I shave it down by fifty grand. Okay. You got right? fifty grand off of it. Fifty grand off of it. So we. I'm still fifty over. I'm still fifty over. I can't believe I'm telling this story because uh, it's. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so the. Uh, we got that done. We proceeded. The park got done. It turned out incredible. It was an amazing park. Everybody's happy. Beneful's happy. Sure. The city's happy. You know who ate the extra cost? I did. You did? Here's, but here's why. And this is what I try to explain to my wife. What's important to me is that it was my job to get the park done, right? I, I, there were certain things I wanted to have done. And in the at the end of the day, it's more important for me to make sure it got done right everybody's happy, and you go on to do another one, right? right? If right, I would have right. gone over to Beneful and said, hey, I need 50 more, 74 for more grand, and this is this, and it turns into this big thing, they're not going to do any more. No. Uh, you know what I mean? So I look at you. I look at the bigger picture, and uh, so it's those are decisions you have to make sometimes where it, it hurts. It wasn't money out of my pocket because it was money that I was getting paid from another area that just didn't come right. to me in the end. Right, so it, right, it right. wasn't like- you know, so it never it never hit your pocket, so you just never felt pocket. like you had it. It never felt like I had it. So it was a decision you make, and that's sometimes what contractors do. They got to make tough decisions. I was just going to say, I think that's a lesson yeah. for some contractors to kind of say, it is. you know what, guys? Hey, yeah. I'm going to make good on what I promised you. Exactly. Sometimes, yeah. just like you said, you want more business. 
You want to do the right job. You want the homeowner to be happy, more so they tell their friend. Yes. And, more and, and more importantly, you want everybody to be happy and yes. thrilled with what happened. Right. That's that. That to me is priceless. Yeah. So that, I mean, to me is but, you know, Beneful may be a brand, but they were also your client, and they were doing they were doing right by these dogs, and they were doing right. Yeah, by and the it wasn't to be fair to Beneful, it wasn't their fault. No, of it was, course it, it was just it was something that I had to decide on, and instead of going back to them and pleading for more money and making it a big hassle, I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna. Make it work, and it turned out incredible. And uh, we did five all together. The PA one was probably my my um, my most favorite. But I, it's driving me nuts. I can't think of the name. Nah, of the that's town all right. Now. But you know, well, it'll, it'll right. come but to me when I'm not. When you when, when when you're when you're doing, I th- I think the, the one thing we try to talk to people because of course they always see us on TV and they re- they relate to us as these TV personalities, and we always try to bridge the gap and say, look, these are things we learned. From mm-hmm. doing our television shows that you can use on uh, on your real projects, yeah. doing over three hundred episodes of these shows, doing so many. What would you want people to re- look? You know, it's a great design; it's entertaining, right? But what would you want people to really take away and say? You can take away from all these shows, and this is what you should really do inside of your own projects because it's going to make you help. It's going to make it run smoother. Unfortunately, as you guys know, with our shows, half-hour format, it's tough because it's hard for people to take a lot away from a half-hour format sure. because by the time you mix in the entertainment and you mix in the... You know, right. gone. but I, well, I talk, Jason, to- honestly, that is a lot of the impetus for starting this podcast sure. because we want people to understand the process and let's call it as it is. HGTV and DIY are not process driven anymore. No. Yeah. And that's fine. The shows look awesome. They're fun. Yeah. They give you a lot of inspirational ideas. Right. But yeah. we do need to inform people on the process because we don't want them to fuck up the single largest investment yeah. that most people have. And the most personal. And the most personal. I was uh, Desperate Landscapes was an example of a show that was still in the old format where we really tried to to teach. Yeah, sure. We 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 interjected entertainment, but we tried to teach, and there was a lot of takeaway in those. So I always got great feedback from people who loved that we spent time, we showed the plant, we put on the bottom the name of the plant, the price, all that stuff. So when I when I did a project, it was like boom, boom, boom. Here's how you do it. Um, So that was great feedback. You know, it depends. I mean, listen. Uh, I think viewership changes. I think there's, you know, there's shows that seem to be popular that for different reasons. Sure. Um, but I'm I'm a fan of of trying to have a show that mixes the entertainment in, but but it is also still really great content in terms of how to. Mm-hmm. So, so more of more of the education. Sure. Letting people know the right materials. Yeah, absolutely. The right plants, the right things to do yeah. inside of your. It home. might not be as uh, as. Um, as viewed, maybe as some of this other. Uh, listen, and I'm not. Uh, to be honest, I've seen some of the other shows. I'm not a big fan of some of these shows. But again, depends. I'm not every viewer, sure. right? So I mean, Absolutely. you know, I and mean, some I, people want each more process driven. Some yeah. people want. Sure. They really want to sit down, watch Desperate Landscapes, and say, "I want to know why is Jason putting those pavers? Sure. Here? Why is he putting those and plants?" We, and in we that really, location? we really strive to explain those things in the process, and I think that's important. But again. Um, you know, it's an ebb and flow, right? I think uh, DIY went from that kind of programming to a different kind of programming. They might eventually come back to that programming. Sure. I know? think everything's cyclical. Yeah. You I know, so um, in the interim, we uh, we deliver the knowledge here. Sure, man. Like, On the interwebs. That, that's, the, that's the beauty of uh, having this we ability now. We don't so stop, many, man. There's so well, many different outlets. I gotta. I have to ask you, because this is one question. I, I, I think watching Man Caves for all, all the years that I used to watch it, and, and you know, it was just 
an over the top show. I love you know. It's always those cool rooms that yeah. being a guy, you're like, man, I I want that in my house. That'd be so much fun. But how did how did Goose? How did he get into that arena? And was he oh was he always programmed to be like a partner of yours, or was he no. always in there? Because he's, I mean, look. <laughs> he's a pain in the ass. He's a pain in the ass. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. He's a pain in the ass. He's uh, he's a great guy. We're like we're like brothers. It's a love hate relationship. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I hate him and love him at the same time. But he, um, I'll tell you the story uh, as to how we came to meet. Uh, and, and so before you say it, everybody, Tony Saragusa is an NFL football player. He was right beside Jason on all these builds. He's a huge guy. If you've seen him on Fox, you know, doing you know doing all the broadcasting, yeah. the sidelines. He's huge enough where I'm not going to say that I hate him. Yeah. I mean, you don't <laughs> so, want to mess. You don't want to mess with the goose. And, and so. he. He's very old school too. He's very yeah. old school. We we've lost a lot of PAs because of Goose. <laughs> <laughs> not so PC. Goose is not PC whatsoever. Uh, I always tell the I always told the PAs, you know, that uh, and I'm like, it's called man cave, not kid cave. It's yeah, not cry yes. cave. You know what I mean? Yes. So when I saw a PA that was a little bit, you know, uh, I was a little skeptical of, uh-huh. a little little timid. I'd always say, listen, just so you know, you're going to meet Goose here in a minute. Give it right back to him because he's going to come at you. And if you give it right back to him, you're fine. He you sees the, the prey. He sees if the he prey. Senses weakness, right yeah. If he senses weakness, you've got to understand he's going to exploit it. Right? Uh-huh. And he did. NFL football player. And I kind of see that. And I he did. That. And he did. Oh, and uh, we, I had one PA that was crying over in the corner one day. And I'm like, dude, you might as well go home now. Yeah. <laughs> you, might as well just go, just- you might as well just leave. But anyway. Um, so if we, uh, when they, when they approached me to do man caves, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I love the concept. Yeah. Like, it's great. I'm, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Show title. Yeah, show great. title's phenomenal. It's awesome. Awesome. So, uh, then they said, well, we have a co-host in mind and Tony Saragusa. I'm like, oh, the goose. I'm like, all right. You know, that's cool. Strange. I mean, well, listen, I, I knew who goose was obviously 2000 Super Bowl winner. I mean, yeah. you know, he's, sure. he's larger than life character. I'm like, that's that you, you have a show called man caves. You need a, you need a caveman. That's goose. Goose is a caveman. <laughs> perfect. So anyway, so we, uh, we're doing a show in Boston. The first show was in Boston. It was it was a whole basement for this guy. He wanted like a uh, a whole Boston themed uh, basement, sports related. Then he wanted, Red Sox. Yeah, he wanted an Irish that- pub bar, and it was a huge build. So uh, the guys, I was with the production company. We're in the hotel at, at, in the restaurant. It's like eight o'clock at night, and Goose is supposed to come in and meet us, but he doesn't show up. And then we're getting ready to leave, and then he comes walking in the restaurant. Right? He doesn't see us. He doesn't. He, we never met yet. He walks up to the bar. He sits down, and he orders something to eat. Right? So the guy, I'm sitting there talking to the guys. I'm like, "You guys should go over there and, inter- and invite him over." And he goes, "Why don't you go?" I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so uh, I walk up to Goose. I'll never forget this too, dude. I walk up to the. Uh, he's. So it was his side, and he's already eating, right? I tap him on the shoulder. Mr. Saragusa, my name is Jason Cameron. We're going to be working together. I just want to introduce myself. And he takes a bite of food, and he looks up at me, and he goes, yeah, great. And he, <laughs> and he keeps eating. And I'm like, okay, nice meeting. I go back to the table. I'm like, I sit down, and they're like, is oh, he coming over? I'm like, shit. this is going to suck. Because nah, <laughs> already, already I think the guy hates me, right? Oh. Like, this is going to suck, right? So uh, oh. that's how it started. That's, oh. That was our first meeting. And then uh, the next day, you know, once I understood – you know who he deal, was who he and was how he did with, it yeah you know? but uh it was oh, a lot of fun God. and that's uh, awesome well listen man this has been an awesome awesome episode i really appreciate you taking the time to do this the house came out absolutely phenomenal uh i think we're going to take a little break here maybe we'll do a, a little bonus uh basement tour for, like to do a bo- for, yeah, for, cool. for jason cameron's own personal man cave my, my, uh, which has been a long time coming awesome me. man well yeah you deserve it after 300 episodes yeah. brother all right man thanks again we really appreciate it 
He won't. He won't go down the steps. No, he won't go down the steps. No, I'd, I'd rather that way until it's done. Then I'll take him. Down. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, let's head into the man cave, man. Let's head into the man cave. Down we go. Down we it go. is basement man cave, by the way. So you know, sometimes we've done garages, we've done attics, we've done. But this is a this is a basement. This is this is the basement. This is the basement. Now, this house is uh, four thousand square feet, a little over four thousand square feet. So nice size. When I did the basement, full basement, I did nine foot ceilings. And, uh, and, and, and trust me, if you're building a home, anybody out there that's listening to this, spend the extra money and the extra time and do. Add a couple extra uh, courses and do a nine foot. And I, that, I mean, that is the biggest thing when you walk down here. Andrew, well, like, it, it doesn't feel like a base. Feel like a base. It's a third floor to your it home. Is. It really is. And uh, having that nine foot is makes a huge difference. Huge. So, and then the wow. light. You can see I got the three windows uh, down here. So uh, you have natural light. Natural light. So now, in. Jason, this is because your property falls away to the back, and you're able to have regular windows. So they're not they're not those egress. Uh, no, re- regular windows. They they would work though. You could put a. Uh, bedroom down here easily so you can see we're adding a uh, another bathroom down here so this makes it one two three this is four and a half baths so you come you come down you come down the you come down the steps you take a right we've got the bathroom off to the left here this will be and then this wide open room that we're standing in what is this this will be a theater room okay cool and then right when you turn the steps is where the bar is going to be in this alcove i always tell people when they try to plan out spatially plan out their space if you have an alcove, that usually lends itself really well to a bar if you're going to do a bar. So it's not dead space. It's not exactly. Yeah, dead space. <laughs> there you go. I don't want dead space. No dead space. No dead space. But that bump, that, that bump back into the alcove is a nice like uh, pouring station. So you can, exactly. you can get that. Yeah. You can so get that. You, you still have easy access top. flow here. It doesn't take up any space. Absolutely. And, uh, and is and this, are all these, pa- looking at all these yeah. really thick styrofoam panels, is yeah. this all for the media room yeah so this is the this is the actual foundation wall so what's really cool about this is that this is from uh, dry core this is called smart wall wow and what's what they they, they really this is an ingenious uh, product for anybody that's uh, remodeling a basement and you go to uh, frame and typically you know we framed in our, our um, foundation walls you know we frame it in with stick frame it we insulate it, we vapor barrier, then we drywall. It's the same process pretty right. much every time. You guys have done it many yeah. times. This is an ingenious system by Drycore. So what they did is they came up with these panels. They're two feet wide. You can get them in eight-foot or ten-foot configurations. They're micro-beveled on the edge. So basically, they've got a polystyrene right on the back. Then they've got the tongue and groove OSB on each side. right? So it's all, so it's all tongue yep. and groove. Okay. And they've got the um, dry uh, drywall that is primed, pre-primed, and a micro bevel, so there's no That's taping. Incredible. There's no taping. So you're just taking the you're, t- you're taking a tr- you're taking so, a knife and running the spackle you, down, and you're done. You're done. So you cut these to size. You can see they've got a notch on the bottom for the bottom plate. So all you need is a top plate and a bottom plate. So That's you're it. you're really limiting labor here. Limiting labor. I mean, you got to be cutting it in more than half. You're cu- easily cutting it in half, if not less. So because once wow. you start putting these up, and I mean, you, it's really easy to do, and you can see how they got all the channels. For your wires, you That's just run sick. it through. And what does and having it this thick, having the styrofoam, what does it, what does it exactly do for you? Well, this gives you your uh, your thermal, thermal. It gives you your R rating, okay. and it also it's graphite infused, which retains the heat, but it's also a vapor barrier. Wow! So it's all in one. That's got to be a better R value wow. than bat insulation. It's it's equivalent at least. Okay. But it's it's an amazing system, and uh, for anybody out there right now listening, if you're getting ready to do a basement, check out Drycore Smart Wall. Drycore. Smart Walls. Yeah. Drycore we're smart we're gonna we're gonna put everything in the show notes. We're gonna yeah. do. A bunch of links yeah, it's real it's a really cool product and uh it's and you can see uh, it's up over here you guys can kind of see it got some cell phones yeah we got some here. cell phones <laughs> that's all right we still got guys working listen we're, we're used to so, doing uh media on uh, construction yeah. sites so this is uh you can see the panels up here very easy to cut you cut this with a crosscut saw very easy to cut wow 
So, and you can see here, uh, I've got the uh, treated lumber up on the, if you've got a block wall that's relatively plumb, you can just use your, put your strips right up and then you go right through the OSB right at there. You can see how firm that is. So, so you, ju really you just need extra long screws. That's, that's really the only specialty material. And they actually sell them with the product or you can just get five inch wood screws. And you're yeah. right. Even seeing it up, seeing the, the yeah, beveled edge. The micro bevel. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so really no cool. tape, no taping, and it's pre-primed, so it's it's awesome. And then Great obviously product. we're on your concrete slab here. Yep. but What are you doing for flooring? So this is going to be um, the vinyl tile. It's funny when I say vinyl tile because I always harken back to you know vinyl tile. Vinyl I mean, tile. Yeah. I know. Vinyl but tile is not what it no, used to be. No, it's not what it used to be <laughs> at and all. The new vinyl tile out now that looks just like wood. Uh, yeah. The wood planks are. It's an incredible product. Beautiful. The beauty is, I was going to go porcelain initially, but I'm like, I, you know, I want to spend more time on other stuff. So porcelain's great because it's indestructible, sure. right? But you know, you got to you got to prep it, you got to mortar it, you got to you got to grout it. It's more you know, labor intensive. It's more labor intensive. Vinyl tile, you get the same amazing look. It's got a lifetime warranty and it's waterproof. Yeah. Yep. Yes. You know, it's perfect for down here. So, and it looks, it really does look incredible. You guys have seen the new stuff. Right. We've we, we've used it on projects. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. And they use it in a basement like this, yeah. like you said. Awesome. It looks like wood. It right. does everything you want, and it has that waterproof. Yeah. So and then perfect. the ba the bathroom here. It's going to get a full bath. Full bath here. And I've raised the floor up because I I could have actually could have stayed on concrete slab, but I don't mind having to step up because we have the height. And then uh, and that'll be uh, I'm going to use a um, a pump down here to pump up into nice. the uh, drainage. Right. So yep. that's great. And then uh, over here, of course, this so is So now this is the other side of the basement we're this going. This is the to. other so this side. Is, now this this opening here, Jason, you're going to leave this as a as an leave open. It an opening. Okay. Yeah, open so it we're crossing over to the other side. There's a wall that divides the basement, but you're leaving it as a door opening. Yeah. Which and is I, what? 36 inches wide? It's about uh now it's almost 5 feet. Five, five feet, feet wide. Yeah. Okay. So, and I always tell people too, I said, listen, when you're trying to spatially plan your basement in terms of interior walls, try to stay with your, you, you always have your lolly columns, right? Sure. So your lolly columns usually run in a straight line. That's usually a great place to put a wall because you can hide those by using two by six as your frame. You can hide them. You don't them. have to have them outside the inside, wall. Inside. They look ugly. Right. They get in the way and they break down a room. Exactly. Absolutely. So you can hide them inside the wall and then you can kind of dictate your, your lines to where those are. This whole side is going to be gym. Because I'm, that's my this, my, is, this, this, this is what yeah. I love. I said, when I came down before, he's like, he's like, John, I got to show you one part. Squat rack over here. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> and I, which I'm building, by the way. So I'm and gonna, you're building it out of two by fours? Uh, four by fours. Four, so four I'm gonna, by fours. I'm going to document that. Because um, listen, as you know, this equipment's really expensive, yes. right? I mean, to buy a squat rack and to buy these things, the multi-gym and all that stuff um, is very expensive. So listen, we're builders. That's I can it. Easy, man. I can easily build this stuff. And just it looks as a, cool too. And it looks cool. At a raw exactly. wood, having a squat rack, pretty paint cool. Paint it. I'm going to get, you know, once it's all done, it's going to look great. Um, obviously, I've got equipment coming down. Yes. But the things that I can build, I'm going to build. That's great. So this is all framed in. As you can see all the all the uh, hi hats are in. I got my guys down here. Uh, Steve's down here running uh, electrical. Little, so how little much? Shout out to Sierra Construction. There, there you go. Is. Steve, Sierra. Steve, what's up, bud? Doing a great job. He's like, come on, guys, leave me alone. <laughs> Like, go, leave me alone. go away. Uh, go away. <laughs> go away. <laughs> so is then, it is the gym gonna be this yeah, so, higher area? Yeah, so this whole area right here. So the purpose of me putting like the, the, over here I got the squat rack. So yeah. you can see right here, this is the uh jungle gym squat rack, right? Got you got it. the yes. bar so yep. attachment. So I can attach my rope and just right here. And that's the whole purpose of having it there. So I can be over here. So you can do with, all with the battle rope. With the with the battle rope. Yeah. Wow. And the beauty of this, again, just to stress again. You can do a home gym when you have nine foot ceilings. Yeah. If you didn't have that, you could do it. But I mean, it's, it's tough. tough. 
It's tough. You could do it, but it's tough. If you really want, if you're planning on having a gym in, in your basement, go nine foot. You have to. Yeah, because then you then you can put the cool stuff down. This is all going to be the one inch monster rubber tiles too. Yeah, great. Perfect. So I've got, Just like your gym. Yeah, they're all stacked up over yeah. there. Well, when you're lifting that heavy weight, bro, yeah. you got to. Yeah. <laughs> of course, man. Come on now. And then this will just be a little counter area over here, refreshment center. Um, in this spot, kind of like right a wet here. bar. A little, little. I'm not going to do a sink. I'm just going to do a refrigerator and a, and a countertop. Very cool. So this is on the far end of the gym, opposite the uh, the squat rack. Yeah, you're just gonna have uh, have refreshments. That's and then uh, this, and then coming this. Now this is the other entrance into the gym. There's two entrances. Sure. There. So we're all, we're almost back to the stairs. We've made our we've made our full loop. And this will be a walk in wine cellar and a walk in humidor. I'm a big cigar guy, so I'm doing yes. a walk in. Walk in humidor. Yeah, you know it's funny. You don't see that every day. <laughs> no. Now no, you're doing, I assume, temp and humidity control. Absolutely, on these they're all going to be individually and. Uh, um, Sealed and completely controlled. Wow. So, especially the humidor, because that has to be, because you've got a lot of hum- it's 70% humidity, 70 degrees. So, you got to be. Uh, but I- I'm excited because, listen, I'm a cigar guy, and what, what cigar guy wouldn't want to walk his own walk in humidor? Absolutely. <laughs> That's, uh... so, and my wife's wine. Yeah, how, she's much, how much wine do you think you could fit? I mean, you need to be able quite, to put in here. Quite a bit. The rooms are six by six, so they're a decent size. But, it's you know, nice. when you by the time you get all your storage in, I mean, easily, I don't know, I have no idea. 200 oh, bottles? Oh, probably. 300? Probably more. Probably you're looking at a thousand bottles. A thousand bottles inside yeah. here. And you have th- that many cigars. Oh, my God. No. I mean, <laughs> but he will. Nobody I just will. Say, no, I will eventually. But, he you know. did say everybody six <laughs> by six. Yeah. That's a lot of cigars. Cigars will be like sneakers. I'll just be buying boxes of cigars. That's and great, in there. man. But no, I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited about this. This will be very, glass panels. Cool. This will be a full glass door. Um, so on social media, so people can see this stuff and follow you along on the on the finishing of the of the basement. Uh, just give us your handle so they can follow you up. So it's Jay Cameron TV. Jake at Jay Cameron TV for Cameron Facebook, TV. for Instagram, and for Twitter. Sure. I checked it. I checked it. I checked it. That's why I love this that guy. That was a delayed response. I would always look at my wife. Sure. I would always look, is that what? Yeah, yes, that's it. You know? I'm like, dude, I, here's, here's the funny about social media. I love I, social media. I did my research, man. I was just yeah, letting no, you that's get good. it out I'm glad you did. I have a love-hate relationship with social media. So I'm, Anthony. I, I'm old school guy. Where, when I'm working, I just want to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you think, you, you have, take a picture, take a picture. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll take a picture. You know yeah. what I mean? It's the last thing I think about. Absolutely. Because I'm I just so focused on what I'm doing. I get it and I want people to follow along and I want to show people what I'm doing so there are certain times I try to set aside for it but but you do and and just so everyone knows it, when you when you do follow Jason he does great videos he shows his personal projects he's showing you the show and you're learning I I love because you teach a lot of information, and that, and, of- and 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 that's what's great. You know, sometimes people have social media and they just post stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. You actually post things it's like ninety percent of what's yeah, out there. You actually post <laughs> things that you can learn from, and you're telling us about the, all these great products. And this is where people can really see it through. Speaking social. of that, the dry core stuff. I did an initial video, and I think you saw it, uh, yes. where I was really specifically talking about the the product in detail. This next video I'm getting ready to do is the actual installation. Oh, great! So it. people can go on there; yeah. they can see the installation. Go of it. on there. And I have a YouTube channel they can go on. Um, you so. know what? We'll link all your stuff. Yeah, no, it's great. All your socials yeah. will have linked in the show notes. The uh, the oh, products that we yeah. talked about today sure. will have in the show notes. Um, and that's it, man. Thanks for a tour, yeah, of, the, right, tour. of the halfway you, done. Now, you guys, you're gonna, you, well, he's. I know you're going to be. John's going to be back to work out with me. I know that. Yes, that's, he is. I'm, he's, I'm, got, he's got the Rogue shirt on. I got a Rogue I, shirt big on. Shout out today. to Rogue. That's right. Because I'm a big fan of Rogue. I get a lot of my stuff from them. Jason, this is, this hold, hold on, just so we're clear. You're building a wine room and a cigar room. You think I won't be back? No, no, you'll okay. be back as well. No, I'm just saying. We'll be working out. You'll be drinking. I was, I was going to say, Anthony. Anthony will be sitting with his with his legs crossed, but with a cigar and a bottle of wine. Do you smoke? 
Yeah. Why not? All right, dude. I, listen, we've never smoked one. So listen, all right, we'll, we'll... I'll I'll do your social media Perfect. for you guys all while right, you're fine. working out. That actually would be a Good. funny video. All right, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, guys. This is where we'll leave you. This was home with the cousins. Thanks for hanging with us. Peace.